and everyone join the classes and and a special panasat to the one who donated. Okay, that was time. Welcome everyone. Welcome all Torahs and viewers. As usual, we like to say over something like the Parashatwa or something to take over for your life. And uh, one point that the Torah speaks about in Parashat Ha'alotcha says that Hashem tells Hashem Hashem tells Moshe, please, the light the menorah. And what does the person say right after, and, you know, Moshe tells Aaron, light the menorah. It says, Aaron. Aaron did what he was told. And the end of the says, Moshe. Now, all the Rishonim, all the Mephashim, they ask an obvious question over here. And I think everybody right now that's thinking logically has the same question. It says, Hashem tells Moshe, Moshe tells Aaron to light the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. What does the next person say? Oh, Aaron, listen. You think Aaron is not going to listen? Tell me, you know who Aaron was? Aaron, the Kohen Gadol, he's not going to listen? It's in Pasuk Gimel, the first time, Pasuk Gimel, it says, Vayas, Ken Aaron, Aaron did what he was told. Azazu Baruch. There's no other... Uh, a lesson that the Torah could teach me. That was I. Uh, we should stand up. My goldstein came in general, please. The big, uh, I'm actually embarrassed to speak. The, the rabbi came embarrassed to speak, but uh, we're on the air, you know, rabbi, the So it says like this, and this is what the rabbi told us in Yeshiva as well. But yeah, what did it say? Aharon did what he was told. Come on. You're playing games with Torah. There's no, there's no extra words in the whole Torah. The Torah is saying, V'yaz, Ken, Aaron, Aaron, you know, it's all this obvious. No, Oriyan, you have an answer? And she answers this question. And as she says, V'yaz, Ken, Aaron, L'hagid, Shivcho, Shel, Aaron, Shelo, Shina. To teach you that to praise Aaron, we're praising Aaron, the Torah is praising Aaron. It says, that he didn't change what he was told to do. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? He didn't change. Obviously, he's not going to change what he was told to do. You, you say do A, you're not going to do B. Maybe some people, they do. Right? You say A, they do B. You know what I'm talking about? It's actually a story in the Gemara. It just reminds me how the Gemara was saying a story about the guy who's a big league rabbi, actually. His kids told him uh, uh, he got married, and finally his kids, uh, you know, they got older. And his wife, everything he told him, he did the You know, make uh, make rice and lentils tonight. She makes uh, pizza. Make pizza tonight. She makes rice and lentils. They so went over. The student said. Uh, uh, he went over. Said, "Daddy, Daddy, Abba, I understand you. Everything, everything, mommy, mommy. You tell mommy she does the opposite. You know, how do you give it still the respect and the honor? How do you do it?" He says, "What do you mean respect my wife?" Of course, you know what she does? It's enough that she saves me from sin and that she raises my children, our children, you understand? Our wife, you know, sometimes a person, they come to me, something like that. There's a rabbi, you, you hear uh, problems, you know, so by a rabbi, what should I do? This, that. You're married. She's helping you with the kids. She's saving you from all. She's helping. 
well, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? Of course. You want more and everything like everybody wants, you know? But at the end of the day, she's doing her job well. Respect your wife for that. Respect your wife. You have to understand. You have to respect her. And guess what I do, sweet? You're going to get married, Ms. Hashem, one day. And one of the things of the school lot to be rich is respecting your wife. One of, there's many school But one of the things is respect your wife. You know, in the beginning, you know, you go out on a date, you hold the door for her, the chavo, come this. After that match, she's waiting by the door. Honey, just get in the car already, you know? <laughs> what did you say? No, we're not there. I'm like, go in! We have the wedding to go to. In any case, all right? Uh, we're good already? Are we getting ready for us? Oh, we should have told us before. Well, okay. You put Albert, Albert, maybe you, you handle it. You got it or not? Are you sure? No, no, you don't mess around. No, really, really. You got it or not? It's a. Uh, you don't have eyes. Okay, we're ready? Good, you got this? All right. Uh, I mean, you got to watch that, yeah? All right. All right. So in any case, so I'm going to tell you a shot. Now, again, we're trying to answer why was it. On what's the Kiddushi and Rashi? What does Rashi mean? That he didn't change what he was told to do. Okay. Now let's give it the answer. There's another thing about Einstein. They ask the question, which is, the three, which is the most fundamental pasuk in the entire Torah? Again, they ask the rabbis. Three rabbis, there's three different answers. They ask the rabbis. Which pasuk is the most important pasuk in order to serve Hashem? Come on. Anybody? So, Anybody? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What would you say? What would you say? Well, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would answer that, but what would you answer on the other side? What would you answer? If I say, what's the most important vital pasuk in the Torah to, to serve Hashem? So I would say, what do you say that? Think about it. Before a guy, before everybody, anybody you got, you know that, right? Anybody guy's in danger and trouble and this. What's his first thing? The guy's not religious with a tattoo and, and, and an earring. Shmaitel, you know? What happened? I thought you're not religious. Shmaitel, I'll play games over here. You know the guy? The guy's not religious at all. He has a tattoo. Shmaitel, Shmaitel. That's the most of a tattoo. Shmaitel, check out my tattoo. What'd you put? Shmaitel, Okay. 
Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Let me explain. Every day, in the Bedouin Rosh, it was Kormanot. Kormanot. You had a Korban, Tamid, Shachat, and Ben And every day, without fail, in the morning and the afternoon, 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 every single day, they brought a Korban to Bedouin Rosh. Everybody tripped in. You know, Zechon the Feshekim? You know, before uh, Puri, we collect Zechon the Feshekim? Everybody used to give a Mahasya Shekim. We do Zechon, a remembrance for that. But they used to give, everybody chipped in, and the Hatia Shekel, a hip, a Shekel coin, everybody, the whole place, boom, 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 boom. They had enough. They had a, uh, in the Lishkar, they had like a treasury house, three, uh, a big, big pile of money, and they would use that money to buy the Korban. And everybody was participating in that Korban because they chipped it. And, and in order to commemorate that, every year before Purim, we go around, we collect for Zechel, for the remembrance of that, that we used to do. In any case, we used to do that every single day. And the question is, why would you say that's the most important pasuk in the Torah to serve Hashem? The Benoit is not even here today. We can't even bring those Kobanot today. So, Shvai I understand. Shvai Hashem is always here. Bafta, I understand. Every person, you, you, you always deal with people. 24-7 you deal with people. But this pasuk, I understand. Why would, he, why would he say that? And the answer is very simple. I'm going to give you a story. How this 7th grade class a seventh grade boy told me this story. You ready for the story? Seventh grade, he came over and told me, this is what my Rebbe did in school when I was in seventh grade. I went, oh, uh, what, do, what do you have to say? Let's say, what do you have to say? What's the story? He says, every single day, the Shachari, he would cue himself, the Rebbe would go around himself uh, with the stock-out box and go to every single kid in his class you know, going around, stakat, 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 every single day. And he would tell the boys, put something in. Put something in. I know your kids, you don't have this, that, but sometimes I'm sure your, your, your father, your mother gives you a little bit of allowance. $10 a week, $20 a week. Yeah. When you were younger, huh? maybe you didn't get allowance, but some people got like allowance, yeah, it's for you, you know, buy a drink, buy this, buy that, something. So put something in. And they knew. The kids knew before they came into class, they had to have, make sure they had change. They're making sure change, this, that, that, that. And each one had something else to, to give. And if the boy didn't have what to give, the Rebbe would have pennies. And he would take out the penny and give it to the kid. Here you go, put it back up. And you know, you have those guys who every day doesn't bring, you know, those guys like every day. You, I forgot, Rob, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. You're lucky he wears his pants. You know, I can't forget my pants. I don't forget my pants. <laughs> he forgot. He gave it every day. And it came the end of the year. It came the summer. That same class had a summer vacation, and they all went to a certain place. The Rebbe, you know, he had his off. He doesn't go with the kids' summer. He had his off. But that class went to a special camp. They were all over there, and they all came back, and they said to their we have to thank you. He says, we gave Saka about 300 days nonstop every day, either a penny, a quarter, a dime, a nickel, a dollar, whatever it was. 300 days of that seventh grade year. When we got this summer vacation, they all came, all the boys, they came to the back to every year for some they gave us that we could promise you that we couldn't go a day in the summer without getting Saka in the morning. 
every shacharit we came, you'll see, you'll see the whole camp. Everybody sitting down, but the whole camp, our group, our class, we all got up when it came to the time to give tzedakah, and we all gave. So you know why? Because the Rebbe trained us. It wasn't about the amount that he gave. It wasn't amount. It didn't make a difference. He gave a penny, a quarter, a nickel. It didn't make a difference. But that was a training process of every single day, drilling it in, drilling it in, drilling, drilling it in, until the person became the person of a giver. It became an automatic thing. Automatic. Boom. 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 I think it. Do I think it? I think it. I can't. Does make sense? I think it. I think it. You understand what's going on over here? Over here. That and that's what. And that's through life. A person, how do you build muscle? How do you build muscle? Guy, you know, he walks around, he has a nice set. Yo, feel that, yo, feel that, feel that. Feel that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? You want to, let's go. Bring, uh, guy just worked out, you know, he's feeling good, you know? Feel that, feel that. What am I? What do you say? How do you build muscle? You know, the answer is very simple. How do you build muscle? How do you build it? Used to work out by the way, long time ago. First, uh, you know, <laughs> so I know. So it says like this. Uh, I was back in yeshiva. I had a roommate. The guy was like literally like nuts about working out. Yeah, in in my in my room, he was looking like that. They had the bench press like this. I was like, I'm tired, man. Like, just come and I'll sleep. I go like this. Come on, shut the lights. Anyway, he goes like this, and uh, tells me like this. You just keep on every day. Pump it up. Actually, we stopped today because you don't want to strain the muscle. But it was like every other day, boom, 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 boom. And before you know it, the muscle builds. The muscle builds. It's the same thing with mitzvot. You've got to build the muscle of mitzvot. You have to build the muscle of mitzvot. It doesn't just sometimes, doesn't just go like this. Let's say a guy, give an example. Let's say a guy, minyan. I'm just giving you this as an example. You have a guy, minyan. Rabbi, what do you tell? He tells me, Rabbi, yeah, I call Mozart. How come that up? You know what he tells me? I have one guy, he's the funniest guy. Tell me, Rabbi, that's my tikkun in life, just to get up. I know I can't fulfill my tikkun so far, but it's my tikkun in life to go to Minyan. I tell him, Habibi, it's very simple. It's going to be hard for the first two weeks. And you crack it, and you crack it, and you crack it, and you crack it, until guess what? Eventually, you become so used to going to Minyan that, that you so, if you don't go to Minyan, you feel bad. You understand what's going on? You understand what kind of... Why? Because you built the muscle... Of Minyan. Same thing with Torah. Some people in life, they can never get involved in the Torah. For some reason. Gemara, Arab, anything else but Gemara. Why, why? Gemara is so delicious, so sweet. Why, why not? You know the answer is because they never cracked it. They never built the muscle. Thank you. They never built the muscle of the mitzvah of that Gemara Torah. Why not? You know, because first of all, a person has to know. You have to know. You have to work. It's not just, okay, come chill out. Let me have uh, this, let me have a that, let me hear what the Gemara is You've got to work. You've got to physically think about what the Gemara is saying, crack it open, and this, that. And also, you've got to get used to it. Used to it. Little by little, little by little, little by little. You'll get used to it. You're going to love it. Little by little, little. Okay, I told you this. I told you this many, many times. Take a piece of Gemara. Learn with a rabbi. Learn to stay with something. Learn something small. Five lines, ten lines. And just keep on reviewing that. Once, twice, three times. Get it very, very good, very, very clear. I guarantee you. You will stop that piece. You will love. How do I know that? I did it myself. When I first started, when I first started the yeshiva, I remember I first started the yeshiva. I took them. I still remember which year I was. I went for a Shabbat to make Tashmela. 
And I saw everybody was learning. By the way, the influence is amazing because when everybody's learning, you just want to learn. You know, it's like a vibe. You know, it's fun. I was learning, sat down, opened up the book, Gemara. Literally for maybe two hours straight, two, three hours straight. Same Gemara over and over. I know about how I am it. ไอ้ตัวเนี่ยเนี่ยตัวมาโฮเมดที่ได้ตัวมาโฮเมดที่ได้ตัวมาโฮเมดที่ได้ตัวมาโฮเมดที่ได้ตัวมาโฮเมด